0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Red Sox Beat Podcast presented by CLNS Media. That's your leading online audio and video provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of this show, Chris Cotillo from MassLive.com. We're recording on a Friday, September 6th, big day. The Boston media just defeated the New York Media in the media game at Fenway Park. This is episode 230. It is presented by BetOnline.ag, which is CLNS Media's preferred online sports book, and Bombus, which are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. We'll hear more from them later. But I want to introduce a, a very special guest. This is the second unemployed, technicality, unemployed guest we've had on this show. The first was obviously Evan Drellick. Uh, in between <laughs> in between the Boston Herald and the Boston Globe at this moment, Michael Silverman, thank you for joining the show. <laughs> You're welcome, Chris. I know that, that's big shoes to fill with uh, coming as the second unemployed guy after Evan Drellick, of course.
1: Yeah, what well, small shoes to follow. in. <laughs> So obviously I have, I have a question for you to start this off. All right. I, I might seize control of this. That's fine. podcast. No Would you have mentioned the results of the New York Boston media game if you had lost?
0: Yeah, probably. probably. We broke a, we lost the previous four. Just thought okay. it was a no, notable thing in, in uh in the Red Sox universe today. A, okay. Big big news from that today? Keith Fulk came and watched wow get a life keith folk what, what was he doing there <laughs> i don't know yeah i think he was friends with our manager someone who knew our manager ken pautek so just what i expected growing up that someday i'd be playing on the field at fenway and keith folk would be watching me pop out to the third baseman uh, to lead Jeez. off the sixth wow, inning, so. wow that, that's pretty exciting how would he look you
1: in know plane, in
0: plain shape no he didn't honestly yeah. so that was yeah. that was tough but uh Mike, you've made news in the last couple of weeks because you are ending your tenure at the Herald and going to the Globe. Um, and I'd rather much... break. I'd rather break
1: news, Chris, to be break honest. News
0: make it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you uh, don't seem like you've loved all the attention and, and all the stuff that's gone on in the last week. But have you how have you uh, kind of enjoyed or at least appreciated uh, people wishing you well and um, congratulating you on a huh. long 25 year career on the beat?
1: Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with hearing nice things said about you. I have no problem with that. But it's just, you know, it, it's funny. I guess these days, the uh, what it's basically become a meme when someone goes to the athletic, right? Personal right, news. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why do people broadcast their career changes? I, it's just done these days. I get it. Um, but it's it still strikes me as being a little weird. But, you know, I'm not too hypocritical i I mean i did it and uh, i'll probably do it again when i talk about where what i'm going to be doing next but anyway i you know it just just new to me haven't been you know outside of the herald in nearly 30 years so haven't had to do a job change before
0: Uh, what you're going to be you know for those who don't know covering sports business and culture is that the official title
1: there is no official title that I'm aware okay. of, um, but that's roughly it. If you want to hear the uh, one sentence version, it would be uh, covering the intersection, the rotary mm-hmm. of uh, sports with business, politics, um, technology, culture, what have you. So fact, that's a lot, of, long, that's a lot of, of different. Happened. Yeah, well, I could do longer, believe me. <laughs> um, So that that means, you know, stories, a wide array of stories. So
0: Yeah, and and something that, you know, you have decided in this role that you're not going to do what a lot of people on the beat choose to do and stick to sport. This is obviously going to be something where, you know, you're obviously writing about these intersections and everything. Why at this point, you know, after so long doing the beat, did you think it was was time for a change? And then what are you looking forward to about being able to kind of dive into deeper things? Mm
1: Mm-hmm well um first of all i'm very fortunate to even have the opportunity to yeah, do something yeah. new um given the climate and newspapers these days it's a very uh choppy field and uh, you know it's it's very rough and tenuous for i think everyone who is in the field so to have an opportunity to do something uh, new and different that i want to do i'm uh, incredibly fortunate so um but I, I guess to actually answer your question, I think 25 years is, it's long enough. I think it's, uh, it's longer than my life. Mike, so. That's just, this podcast is over.
0: It's <laughs> um, well, a low blow, but I like to remind you when I can.
1: Yeah, no, no problem. Um, so, you know, it, it's a long time. And I think it's usually, there are some older baseball writers who, um, maintain their relevance and freshness but for me i was getting a little antsy and didn't want to be still be doing this for the rest of my life so Mm -hmm. um, that's why i sought out something different
0: and and we talked about that you know when it came out that you were going to the globe that you just didn't feel like you know you could do your best work on the beat anymore is that you or i mean it's i guess a question i'm personally wondering as a like Second year or first full year on the beat—is it has the climate changed that much in terms of what the beat entails, or is it more that just the repetition of it got old after a while?
1: Um, I feel like the repetition didn't get too old for me. I was able mm-hmm. to each each season is it's like a renewal of uh, the annual soap opera, and I've always yeah, been able yeah. to, to get excited. I I think by you know, the stepping back and seeing what, you know, what's going on here. And, you know, you can always do that with, you know, payroll and, you know, impending pending free agent decisions and, you know, what's going to happen to Dombrowski. So um, that that part didn't really get old. So, um, I mean, I think the climate. uh, It certainly has changed. There's more. you know, with with Twitter, the value of scoops and whatnot, it's just so quick. I mean, if you do break a story, you usually have, what, five to six minutes before someone else can can confirm it. And about 10 minutes later, it becomes multiple reports have confirmed. And so, you know, it used to be that a scoop could last as long as 24 hours because, you know, without the advent of Twitter. But you know, I don't want to get old grandpa on everyone. I mean, that's, that's, you know, I'm not even going to call them the good old days. They're just different. And um, I've tried to change with the times and, you know, it's not that challenging or different, but um, uh, I don't know if I've answered your question yet.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I I also wonder about how has, you know, covering the team day to day changed in terms of, access how good the players are as quotes mm-hmm. i mean has that changed as much as i kind of assume it has since 95
1: yeah I, I think um again not to get all grandpa simpson on everyone a yeah, grandpa questions, so yeah well it's nice to hear from the young folk <laughs> um I'm, i do think
0: i were able to get skype for this interview but
1: carry on <laughs> well yeah um <laughs> uh, I see my time is up. No, if Twitter and social media were around, let's say, in the late 90s up to, you know, what, to the mid-early aughts, um, the Red Sox teams then had personalities that um, would have blown apart Twitter. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys like Pedro and Schilling and um, (laughs) – Dante Bichette, Nomar, I mean, I doubt Nomar would have been on Twitter, but the things that that happened, Carl Everett, I I just think there were players were unfiltered. Beat people were the only people who could, the only way that um, events could be um, transmitted, right? We were the only eyes and ears in the clubhouse. And now, you know, players have access to their own Twitter, their own Instagram. Places like Players Tribune, and um, you know that's just one outlet that they have to get their their message out there uh, the way exactly the way they want to do it. So I mean, there's always been tension between the media and the players, and you know where they're not happy with the the way stories are uh, reported and whatnot. And um, I don't think that's decreased at all.
0: We, whenever I talk to people that have been on the beat for a while, there's always that idea that. You know, guys used to be it, you used to be able to get guys in the clubhouse. I mean, on any given day, now there's 25 guys in the clubhouse because there's 37 active players. Congratulations on missing that that era, um, oh, the 21 era.
1: Feeling good about that.
0: Um, but the the fact that we on some days walk in and there's there's no players in there. I mean, you see maybe mm-hmm. the worst reliever on the team is out their locker or a bench player, and I was it. Was it like that when you first started, or did you have the stars of the team sitting in there? Um, and, and it, to talk to? They, were,
1: they were definitely around more. They had fewer places to hide.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, the Fenway, the options, what they've done, you know, adding the second floor above the clubhouse and having places for the players to retreat to. I mean, when I started – um they used to serve the clubhouse spread after the meal right in the clubhouse they just had a, a folding table and the chef stood mm-hmm. out there and players went by and the you know the coaches were there too so it was crowded it was all the players were there and um it was uh just it was great <laughs> from a reporter's standpoint right. Uh, right i think the players are you know, very much aware of the time that we're allowed into the clubhouse and um, so, yeah, uh, a lot of them, you know, make choose their entry and exits very, pretty carefully. It's obvious.
0: Yeah, definitely. Would you say that that impacted you know your? I don't know if you soured on being on the beat. I don't know if that's the right word, but no, no, that, I haven't soured. Yeah, but I mean, did that is that a, a change that you felt really negatively affects everybody's coverage?
1: Um, I think it it's a negative turn of events Mm -hmm. but i think good i think good it doesn't matter if you're a hungry reporter you can get the guys you want to talk to you have to make you have to try a little harder and um you just have to either go through media relations or grab a guy when he when he's coming off the field you can get the stories you still need i mean i'm just talking about physical access in the clubhouse has become harder but if you have a story you want to pursue um, it's still on the reporter if, you, if he or she fails to get that story because um, you know you you can get the people you you need to talk to.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that, sure, that, sure. that
1: that that clubhouse part—that's um, the only change.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I shockingly I've I've asked a series of negative questions in a row. I'm sure knowing me that surprises you.
1: Um, not really, Chris. Uh, we can go down the
0: negative. No, I'm, I want to turn things positive now. I want to have some, some nice, positive reflection.
1: Oh, okay, if you want.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's out of character, but go ahead. Turning over a new lead. Happy off our big media game win. Again, 0 yeah, yeah. for 2 with a pop-out and a grounder. And um, so when you look yeah. back at this, and I, I wasn't in Anaheim, so I didn't see you know, your last fleeting moments of this wonderful journey you've taken – but what are you, I guess, going to miss the most? And uh, what are your favorite moments when you look back?
1: Um, I think the um, the camaraderie of the people on the beat yeah. is uh, it's vital to um, existence on the beat. If you're going to be a, a skulking, uh, go it alone type, I don't know how you stay happy. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just not to bring out the violins and cry me a river, but it's a, there are, you know, long hours. It's during, it's basically from February through, you know, the end of October. And it's September this year,
0: which is nice.
1: Yeah. 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 But you know, the off season is going to start early and there's going to be plenty, Mm -hmm. plenty to write about, as you know. Yep. Um, So, uh, I guess the, uh, the snide humor, the sarcasm, the snarkiness, um, that's a lot of fun. It keeps everyone awake and alert. And um, I think that is something I'll miss as well as the, um, you know, I, I always enjoyed whether it was writing a good sentence or uh, coming up with a good story or having an extended conversation with either a player or a coach or an executive where someone actually let their their guard down and allowed uh, me a chance to, to write a good story, where you know the quotes carried the day. Um, I'll miss that as well as you know when it could break a story, no matter even if it lasted for five minutes in mm-hmm. more recent years or or longer in the past. There's nothing um, that's probably you know the highlight. That's that's those are some of my my, hap- my happiest memories when the Herald beat you know the globe or or whoever else was uh working the beat at the time
0: well when you look back and obviously there's been a lot of people on the beat and a lot of different characters that have come through through the clubhouse but kind of on the player side I, I know the answer to this question because you happen to write a book with them but who's your uh who's your favorite guy you've covered in those 25 years
1: well um you know i i haven't actually made a list but um Obviously, Pedro would be on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, had, he was the total package in terms of talent, intelligence, emotional intelligence, and quotability. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had it all. And um, favorite people. He was only there for one season, but I love covering David Cohn in 2001. Um, mm-hmm. Mo Vaughn. Um, Saberhagen um current guys i would say hmm um jackie bradley
0: i don't know i have to look at a list chris it's like a um thousands of names on this list
1: let me think if that's accurate um i don't know 40 times 20 uh it'll be in the high hundreds at least yeah yeah Yeah. thousands yeah um there have been there have been good guys throughout and um um, Rich Hill, is on mm-hmm. that list. Um, I'm not. I'm not snapping them off with authority here, but most of them <laughs> have been good. There's been a few, you know, lousy types who don't mm-hmm. just don't get it. Who are, you know, you want name those? Who are miserable for certain reasons uh, or another? Uh, not really.
0: Okay, we can we can uh, make our guesses. One of them yeah. was my favorite player growing up, so. It's okay if you don't name him. Who would that be? Number Who's five, tri- the, number five, the shortstop. He was just he was just odd. He could yeah. be he was
1: a little hot and cold with us and the line stuff. I mean, everyone gets Jesus, these players get so paranoid and, and unhappy and insecure and they take it out. It's it's so commonly linked, I've I've realized when players are injured. That's when they turn the crankiest. Pedro, I mean, it's like, you know, young Elvis and and fat and drugged Elvis. I mean, after he got hurt in 2001, Pedro was extremely cranky and difficult to deal with uh, much of the time. And I think a lot of it is traced back to him being unable to perform the way he wanted to perform. And it happens. The story is repeated by everyone. Look at people who have gotten hurt like david price he's gotten hurt has he had his mm-hmm. difficult moments with us i would say so and uh, many of the times that's come around the times uh he's been hurt and that's not an excuse it's just an observation
0: yeah for sure and he's hurt hurt right now so um dealt with another wrist uh, thing yesterday more wrist tightness mm-hmm. um, yeah well,
1: how does this develop did we
0: know that? Yeah, I guess in his in his bullpen after his start in Anaheim, which was what Sunday, he went two innings. He uh, oh. threw a bullpen before his next start, which is supposed to be tonight, Friday against the Yankees. Felt the rest tightness, and uh, yeah. Cora said that he didn't want to throw him out if he was going to be limited on throwing his off speed pitches, and uh, decided to shut him down. So Yolisse Ch- Chassin, if I'm pronouncing Yolisse correct, is going to be the Red Sox starter in Game One against the Yankees. Bullpen game tomorrow and then Rick Porcello Sunday and mm-hmm. uh, Eduardo, Rodriguez, or, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez on Monday and this wraparound series that conveniently kills every single window of possibly watching the NFL. So really thrilled <laughs> about it. Um,
1: uh, who's your team? Are you
0: Patriots fan? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, big okay. Time. Okay. So, right. so wait, um, how did
1: that sys develop on David Price? Do we know? It just happened, huh?
0: Yeah, from uh, the original one? It's the same one. Yeah.
1: I know what what causes this. I just
0: I think Cora said it was just the repetitions of uh, throwing over and over. He, he oh, okay. The, yeah. So huh. and it said okay. it wasn't carpal tunnel related. So oh,
1: okay. That's all, all the right.
0: answers. Yeah. Why you Does questioning it,
1: that? I just I'm questioning it because no one seems to have an answer for it. It's interesting. It seems like a mystery, right? He's been doing pitching for a long time. I I don't know. What are the reasons for it?
0: They haven't I heard of the, the, the medical stuff's way over my head. Is this? Are you going to be covering the intersection of of medical uh, information as well? <laughs> wherever
1: wherever sports intersects with uh, cafeteria food, sports yeah. and food, sure, why not?
0: Well, we're going to get we're going to get to cafeteria food in, in a minute after the ad, especially uh, in terms of my choices in the cafeteria, which is something I want to address. But first, a message from <laughs> a sponsor. Out. We talk about the red socks, obviously, on this show all the time, so it's time to talk about a different type of socks. How often do you think about your socks, Mike? Is it often?
1: Actually, more than you might imagine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, if, if you're like I used to be, not much. You're clearly not. I recently discovered socks to change the way I'll think about socks forever, and they're called Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super soft, natural cotton. Every pair comes with art support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas look great. In the gym, at the office, and out in the town, Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. I have enjoyed mine so far. They are actually good for the gym, which I don't go to that often, but I will start once the Red Sox season is over in September, and I will be wearing my Bombas there. You can buy your Bombas at bombas.com socks. That's bomba dot S-O-X today. You get twenty percent off your first purchase. That's b o m b a s dot com slash socks for twenty percent off. Bombas dot com slash socks. So, Mike, wow, they, sound, the sock they sound they yeah. sound amazing.
1: They actually do sound amazing. You know, I'm skeptical about claims like that, right? But I would yeah, love no, to try. I, I would love to try something like well, that. They, to... they sound like they'd be make a be a real difference maker.
0: Well, twenty percent off. It's it's easy. Go to Bombas dot com slash socks.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: Okay. So to, our, to, our, to our cafeteria food conversation. this is something that has become uh, I guess a little bit of an inside joke between Mike and myself where every day not anymore because he's retired or whatever, but every day every day I've sat Ooh. down at the in the cafeteria at any stadium and Mike sits down, he looks at my plate and gives it this this I don't know if you'd even call it a glance maybe the side a, eye. The a side, side eye the side, the side uh,
1: eye stink, stink
0: eye. Yeah, stink eye, a sneer. And just this this uppity, oh, no, no. just, mental, just, it's brutal. It was brutal, past tense, because he is, as I said, unemployed um, mm-hmm. now, temporarily, until September 16th. But you don't need to know that. Um, this look of, of maybe disgust. And I just wanted to get to the bottom of why you felt the need every day to just do that.
1: Well, Chris, you know, you. Y- The um, you kind of eat like a 12
0: year old, okay? Like you know, chicken nuggets, um, at Yankee Stadium, I I like a good tender, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: or or two, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, whatever. You just, you know, have a salad once in a while. That's what I'm
0: saying. I just, I just just lots of fried food,
1: okay? Oh, good, keep it up. That's all. Thank you. It's all. It's. I'm not really. You know. It comes from a place of love.
0: I don't know. know, I think it comes from. It comes from a look at me. I'm over here eating green. I've been eating. I eat salads every night at Fenway. You don't notice that. So.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Now, now there's no one who can be my cafeteria monitor anymore. It's. uh,
1: Well, well, it seems as if I've succeeded in getting inside your head,
0: because you're 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 still you're still talking about it in front of a lot of people you have an I mean, airbnb inside my head right now That's it, uh, not That's a very current you know what an airbnb is
1: no why don't you tell me
0: <laughs> is it like a vrbo yeah yes exactly oh, okay. Thanks. All, these, all these acronyms um before <laughs> before we let mike go he's always, i got nothing to do i'm
1: unemployed
0: that's true oh, yeah, yeah. you have literally nothing to do um just uh, you've covered the you covered the Red Sox for all spring training this year, and obviously the first five months of the regular season. And when you look back at this whole journey, because you can now kind of look back with it at, at, with finality, the rest of us have to do the next three weeks and and at this point, six and a half games back after that brutal loss last night, where Devers gets thrown out at home plate. Mm-hmm. What will you remember from your final season on the Red Sox beat? Is it the inconsistency? One of the is well, this is one of this the biggest disappointments the for a for team? It. I mean. What are
1: you hmm. going to remember? Um, hmm. Besides my final day, I
0: yeah.
1: would say, um, um, I mean, that is the story of the team, the, their inability, inexplicable inability to play consistent winning baseball. So, um, you know, I found the, the team's approach to building the team this year to be incredibly unimaginative and creative. Mm-hmm and resting on their laurels and just hitting the repeat button. And, uh, you know, um, um, well, do I wish I had been more forceful about writing that earlier in the season? Yeah, I do. There's some hindsight there, but I did feel like, you know, other teams made big sp- strides and tried to get better and succeeded in getting rid of people and bringing in people. And I found the Red Sox to be pretty much uh, – content to go with what got them there last time and now how often has that happened where, where, where it's worked out um i don't think it ever has since 2000 since 2000 right right last time the yankees won three in a row so i don't think yeah. you can you can hit repeat
0: i think it's it's very interesting the, the the word that stood out from your answer was inexplicably like i don't i just you look at kind of you know some numbers and if it's the thirty for thirty thing, what if I told you that you know Devers would have an MVP caliber season, Bogarts would hit even another year, Erod would become you know your ace, and
1: right, you would think Vasquez would to that. take
0: a big step forward. Like it was all the things that if that team was going to be better than it was last year, all these things would have needed to happen, and they all did. And even the bullpen, as much as they've blown saves and whatever, the last month and a half they've been really good. In April and May they're really good. Um, and they found that – what if Brandon Workman emerges as a dominant closer and you have sure. Darwins and Hernandez and Josh Taylor come up and be great relievers? I mean, those things, the things that you needed to happen have happened. It's just been you know, from sure. Chris Sale's inconsistency to now Sale and Price being out. Um, yeah. And it's a team that overall, I think, stayed pretty healthy, too. Which People you know, uh, people will talk about Except know, some, the rotation. Uh, other, than, other than Evaldi. But by the time Sale and Price were out, they were pretty much out of it, you know? So – yeah, the Evaldi thing hurt, and I think they their depth were, was really exposed. They if, Maybe adding a veteran pitcher would have helped things in the offseason. You know, I think p- people were a little high on Brian Johnson Hector Velasquez after last year, but once that got exposed, it just kind of had this this uh, domino effect on the whole staff that is carried yeah. into, you know, today we're going to see Yolise Chassin, who hasn't pitched since July 24th and was released by the Brewers, and, and then you're going to see... I don't know Colton Brewer and Trevor Kelly and these 21 pitchers they have on the roster, and it's because yeah, it's
1: it's it's an exciting time to be a Red Sox fan, no doubt. It's an
0: exciting time to be a beat writer who has plans on a Friday night after the game. Red Sox Yankees with 21 pitchers sounds really mm-hmm. uh, wonderful to me. Um, I
1: hear you, I hear you, but it is yeah, it's all about the pitching, the rotation, the starters, mm-hmm. and how they pegged. There's too much wishful thinking involved with you know Ivaldi and and Sale. Who yep, we remember yep. was not right at the end of the season, even if he did get the
0: final out. And um, yeah, I think they're that's too much optimism that, for guys like Steven Wright and Tyler Thornburg and Ryan Brazier and, and those types of guys too.
1: Yeah, yep, yep they're all exposed through heavy a uh, heavy workload. That's that, that's what started it. With uh, you know the bullpen overall did pretty well until they got gassed. And um, but yeah, the, you lose <laughs> Kempel and Kelly and the starters do like they do and here here we are in early september and um we're just you know i don't think anyone thinks they're going anywhere they have to act like they are and i understand that because to give up would be uh sending the wrong message but no one's pinning their hopes on it
0: one thing mike will cover at his new job at the globe will be uh probably a little bit of gambling stuff which he's written about in the past a lot of sports gambling stuff for the herald that brings us to our next sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Baseball season's almost over, but you can place a wager on the playoffs. The Red Sox are at plus 5,000 to win the World Series and plus 2,500 to win the American League. Mike Silverman, are those good odds? Oh,
1: those are what are known as
0: long odds. Chris. Long odds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Not good. Not good. But... If you're even already off baseball season, just hopefully you're not because I mean, if you're this deep into the podcast, you're not you're not off baseball season. Fair to say, but NFL season is underway. Packers and Bears played what looked like the fifth preseason game for each team last night. My boy Rich Trubisky from the University of North Carolina, there's the plug. Uh, did, not, did, you there? did not Yeah, go heels. Did oh. not look that good. Uh, three points on the board. Um, NFL season is underway. To celebrate another season kickoff, betonline.ag and CLNS Media. Are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, which is your online sportsbook experts. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. You can receive a 50% bonus on your first qualifying deposit only. It's betonline.ag, AG AG, like attorney general that CLNS Media's preferred online sports book. So you can probably read about some betonline.ag related content with Mike Silverman at his new position at the globe. Final question. And this is something I was not there for, but I saw on, uh, on Twitter over the weekend, uh, you, and you just mentioned your final day that you, you always remember that, but what was that kind of like? And I noticed, uh, Pete Abraham tweeted out that Alex Cora gave you the scorecard and, uh, Give you a little send off there at the end.
1: Oh, that was a uh, totally unexpected and I think impromptu. I don't know if Alex had planned it out, um, but we were just Did wrapping up. Tell him he knew. I, I don't know before the um, before the game. He said something nice at the end of our media scrum, and then after the game, I just went. You know, people were filing out. I just went over to shake his hand. He said, "Oh, oh, here's something." And he went into his uh, equipment bag and dug out the. The two lineup cards and said here take these it's like wow i just you know i didn't even know managers really save them or what happens to them yeah. but i guess he saves them after each thing so um it's pretty cool it's um you know two lineup cards mike trout is on his name is on it and gorky's hernandez is on the red sox one
0: so, yeah two two future hall of famers
1: so I'm I'm pretty damn excited. If uh, if I thought about it, I would have gotten Gorky's uh, autograph. I don't care about Trout, but um, <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a very nice uh, little memento, and uh, that was that was extremely nice of Alex. He remains a um, a pretty um, thoughtful manager,
0: I would say. Mm-hmm. That's that's good among, and, among all of them. I, I'm glad that your last day on the beat was a memorable one, but obviously you're not. Uh, leaving the business and i'm sure we'll see you around fenway soon so you can judge yeah, my, my, my my dinners and, and and make your side eye and your, your snarky comments uh because that's needed we all need a little more of that on the beat he, so mike silverman will, can be found at the boston globe starting september 16th covering all that stuff he talked about before the intersection of sports and basically anything you could possibly intersect with mike thank you for joining the show and uh good luck You're with the welcome
1: You're welcome, Chris. I enjoyed it. Please, let's keep in touch. All right.